we were like 16, 17, 18 years old at the time, and we were working the stores. Like yeah, we were yeah. helping deliver product, deliver stuff to the stores. And then we got that entrepreneurial spirit yeah. going, man, this is what we need to do. What's up, Founder Nation? Hey, I just wanted to first and foremost, before we jump into this episode, just thank you so much for all the many listeners, all the many downloads. I cannot believe the response to this podcast. When I launched this thing two and a half months ago, I had no idea the momentum that this thing would create from the incredible guests to so many listeners. I've had so many of you guys reach out to me directly and thank me and give me so many great testimonials of what you've been able to take from this podcast. First and foremost, thank you for being such a loyal listener. Thank you guys for bringing so much value into my life because the reality is the reason I do this is for you to hear the feedback. So if you aren't following me already on Instagram, it's at Chris Lee QB, like quarterback at Chris Lee QB. Make sure you go ahead and give me a follow. You're going to see all my different posts there. You're going to be able to see little short clips from different episodes. So be sure to be giving me a follow there. Also, October 17th, 18th, and 19th, I am going to be hosting a remarkable mastermind right here at my house, right here at the Founder Studio. This is where SoulGen was launched, where it was nurtured and created for two and a half years before finally we left and eventually had a nine-figure exit. So we're going to be doing this mastermind. We're keeping it to 10 people. Right now, I actually already have six seats filled. I have so many people that have been reaching out to me. If you are interested in knowing more and what a mastermind like this would look like, go ahead and just message me directly on Instagram, the word mastermind at Chris Lee QB, and we'll be happy to give you a little bit more information. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. Today, I am joined by Mr. Ryan Gardner. I'm here in Utah shooting in person. Super excited. Ryan is the founder of Bucked Up. They do supplements, energy drinks. What, what I know them most for is, is their energy drinks, but I know they're, you guys are uh, in all kinds of different yep. spaces as far as a supplement. Ryan's been involved in affiliate marketing, just a serial entrepreneur for many years. Welcome to the show. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Great to meet you. And yeah. So, Ryan, tell us tell us a little bit. So right now, you built Bucked Up. How, how big are we? Um, so Bucked Up has continued to grow. We actually launched in 2016, and we continued to double our growth each year. And now it's getting into hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. So yeah, it's it's definitely growing. You know, the obviously the bigger it gets, the harder it is to double. But you know, um, we've been able to do very, very well because we do both supplements and energy drinks. We're getting into doing energy shots, so buck shot, and then also buck bars, so a, a, a protein bar. Very cool, very cool. So started in 2016, mm -hmm. you've doubled, you've seen this just rocket fuel growth. I, I've experienced the same thing. So I, my business launched in 2017, and we experienced anywhere from 100 to 300% growth every yeah. single year, right? Yeah. You know, we were, I think, the sixth fastest growing company according to Financial Times. So I, I've, I've been in your nice. shoes. I know exactly yeah. what, what you're experiencing right now. So how many employees are you sitting at right now? So right now, we have about 165 full-time Mm -hmm. Employees, and then we're over two hundred. When if you add the full, uh, the part time people, that so that's amazing. Doing hundreds of millions with only one hundred and sixty employees, yeah. like that's yeah. that's phenomenal. Obviously, yeah. you're using distribution channels, retailers, sure. all, all those type of relationships. How many retail locations are you in now? So we're in over twenty five thousand retail awesome. locations, include you know com from convenience stores to GNC, Vitamin Shop, Walmart's. You know we're we're in all of those. Type of brands. Yeah, I think companies. I was first introduced to your brand. It was like two or three years ago. I was down here in Utah at my brother's office, and he's mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you got to try this energy drink." I was like, "Bucked up? Oh, that's a good funny play on words." Yep. And uh, it's our our Mormon way of swearing. Is yeah. what we call it. So. <laughs> and so I'm like, "Oh, that's a funny play on words." I get take a drink. I'm like, "Man, this stuff's pretty good." In fact, I got uh, one of your beverages uh, on here today. Um, and then uh, started started to see it kind of in a few spots. And when I knew that you guys were really growing, yeah, was I was up at my lake house, and uh, this this place is kind of off the beaten path. There's like one little uh, grocery store. It's called the Tamrack. It's like a 
convenience slash grocery slash <laughs> like you know get your souvenirs type stuff and i walk in and there's this huge display of bucked up and i'm like wow they made it oh <laughs> man man bucked up is going places yeah. so that's uh that's actually when i when i was like okay okay the, these guys aren't just some small potato yeah what what ended up happening is we were really really strong in supplements and then we decided to release energy drinks and in order to get energy drinks out there, you really need to know what you're doing. Right. We ended up in 2021, we hired the former CEO of Dr. Pepper Snapple, Gil oh, wow. Kassan. And he actually came in and said, hey, I will help you build out a distribution network. And right now we're about 85 to 90% uh, coverage throughout the United States because he's been able to come in and help us build out that distribution network. In 2001. What year was that? that 2001. That? And in 2001, we only sold 4 million energy drinks. He came in at the end of 2021. Oh, it was 21. You said 2001. All right. Oh, 20. sorry. 2021. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> 2016 <laughs> is when we started. <laughs> so 2021 is when Gil came in and we had sold about 4 million cans that year. Mm -hmm. The next year we did over 20. And this year we're on pace to do roughly 55 million cans. Wow. So would you yeah. say that your energy drink has been like just this way to get your name out? Like, wh I mean, what? why the focus on the energy drink? Is it great margins? What I mean, what? No, I mean, I, I think the multiples are there behind energy drinks, just because the audience and the funnel is so much wider than right. just supplements. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Everybody drinks energy drinks. You know, there's a lot of caffeinated people out there. They're either drinking coffee or they're drinking energy drinks. Yep. So, you know, especially like even construction workers, you go right. to the a job site, they have. I mean, I saw a guy walk out of Maverick the other day with four energy drinks, and I'm like, don't tell me you drink all of those in one day. Mm. He goes, every day. Oh, man. I'm like, bro, you need to take a break. Right. So <laughs> th this is the CEO of an energy drink company saying, like, dude, pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah you know, they, they've done studies, and they say, hey, if for an adult, right. um, you know, 400 milligrams of caffeine in a day is plenty. Like, the, like the, too the, much? Or? No, that's that's where they say after that there's diminishing returns. Ooh. So it's not necessarily good to go over 400 mil, but you're pretty safe at 400 milligrams a day. So usually like me, I take a pre-workout in the morning when I go work out. And then later on in the day, I'll take a low stem, like a, like a big game energy or one of our low stem 100 milligrams of caffeine uh, drinks, you know, just for a little kick to finish out the day. Yeah, dude, that's, that's so cool. You know, I'm a... <laughs> Unfortunately, a big energy drink drinker. <laughs> Are you? Yes, I, I've I've been uh, so up until I don't know six or seven years ago, I wasn't really drinking much caffeine, and then I started drinking them, and like. Oh. And once you start, <laughs> oh it's my goodness, it's a it's a drug. It's a drug that I've tried getting off or whatnot. So definitely a good industry to be in. Yeah, we we say <laughs> caffeine is the you know the most abused drug in the world. Oh. Like if I, I bet you if the FDA had it over again, they would never approve caffeine. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, you know, I heard it one way. It's, it's the only drug that they allow prisoners to partake of. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, so they do. Because they okay. give them caffeine. Yeah. And, and they say, you know, uh, caffeine gives a, a caged animal a, a feeling of freedom, a feeling yes. of like, it's yeah. like that, that quick little high, quick little, little energy burst. Little, little hit. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, man, so you built you built this incredible business. You went, well, in energy drinks, I mean, that, that was phenomenal. Four million to 20 million. That's a 5X growth in one year. Mm -hmm. So actually walk us through... So you, you get this CEO, Gil is his name? Yeah, COO. He's our COO, oh, COO. now. Okay, uh -huh. sorry. Yep. Sorry, not CEO. Yep. COO, Gil. How did you attract that guy? Like, walk us through, like, the process of, get, did you have a headhunter? Did you get well, referred to him? How did, how did you make well, that happen? Well, here's, here's what's happened is we've had a few people interested in buying in to Bucked Up and, and becoming part of right. Bucked Up. And it happened to be a PE firm. And we were totally against PE firms. We were like, look, we're okay with strategic partners. And my advice to anybody is make sure that you're working with a strategic partner, somebody that can help you get to the next level. Whereas like with us, when the PE firm came in, we were like, hey, we're not interested. We're looking for right. someone to help us get to the next level. And they go, well, we actually have somebody that could help you get to the next level. 
And that's really what happened is that's they so said, cool. hey, we have this guy named Gil. He was the former CEO. You're now just getting into energy drinks. Let us come in and show you how to get distribution. And we knew that that was just a natural fit for us. Right. And they became a really good strategic partner. And we brought Gil in to be that guy to help us build awesome. out our distribution network. Awesome. So what what uh, was was it something that they were just trying to serve you with so that they could future do a deal with you? Or yeah, did they, they, they did. They go, hey, this is a guy we want to bring along. Right. You know, if you let us in. Right. And, you know, we, we happen to be really, really fortunate, Jeff and I. So we do have a little secret weapon is that I have an identical twin brother. Just think if you had two of you. Yeah, it'd be amazing. And it's almost like we're two CEOs. Even though I'm really the CEO and Jeff is our CXO right. over ambassadors in international distribution, but we have two of us. You know, there's two CEO, two people running bucked up in the company, and you know when we brought Gil in, he was a natural fit to help with the distribution of the energy drinks. We were we bootstrapped bucked up from the very beginning. So, so awesome. we've never taken on money. Wow. We've never done anything. So we, we talk. We talking credit cards. Uh, I mean, did you, did well, you get first, a bunch of? Uh, at the first, Jeff and I had other things going on at the time. So you, I focused on bucked up because mm -hmm. we knew this was a long term play. Yep. And Jeff was still worked on our social media. So we ran, you know, tons of people's accounts doing social media. We were helping them build their Instagram accounts, Facebook accounts, Twitter accounts. We had run ads from their accounts. That's what we were used to doing. We were marketers, right? Yeah. And we just sat down and we finally said, Ryan, you focus on Bucked Up. Jeff, you focus on our social media, right. which at the time was called iBoom Media. You nice. know what I mean? So um, that's kind of how that went. And then we've been fortunate that we had the money to be able to grow. And, and you know, we started out with a thousand bottles of Bucked Up in January of 2016 at the, at the LA Fit Expo. We went down there with a thousand bottles, sold all one thousand bottles wow. in one weekend, wow. and we were like, "Man, we might be onto something." Bucked up's catchy. The formula that we came up with is really good. So, was this an energy drink? A no, supplement? this was just a pre-workout. Pre-workout. Bucked up pre-workout, blood raz only. And it was yep. already like mixed up, or no? It was in. It's in a powder. It has Got thirty it. servings. It's in a bottle. And they take a pre-workout about 20 to 30 minutes before you go work out. And you had a 1,000 of those, sold out of them. Sold out of them, and came back. And, you know, we had the money, and we just kept using the money that we had made and putting it into the other. We were raised really, really strict. So, like, hey, you can't buy it if you can't afford it. You never put anything on in right. debt. So, like, early on. We had houses paid off, all of our cars paid off, everything, because that's just how we were. Right. And we were running the bucked up and running our supplement company the same way. We didn't ever do anything unless we had the money to do it. So before this big expo that you go and sell a thousand, like how much research development, how much money did you sunk in? Like what was the experience up until that point? Well, so up to that point, we were driving traffic okay. with our affiliate network. Yep. And my dad happened to be taking a product called L-Arginine Plus. Okay. And we were like, he goes, boys, this product works really well, and I know the owner. And he and he came by, and I told him he needs to meet with you because you guys could drive a lot of traffic because this product for my high blood pressure works really, really well. Yeah. And so my dad's on high blood pre was on high blood pressure medication. He started taking L-Arginine, and L-Arginine is a vasodilator, and it allows the blood vessels to open up. Right and allows blood to flow really easy. So it helps you with know? like headaches and those yeah. type of things, yeah. Yeah, like just anything to do with... Blood flow. Blood flow, yeah. yeah. Makes like sense. Even, and, and this is part of the story, even erectile dysfunction and things <laughs> like that too, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we we ended up meeting with this guy named Dave, and he owned L-Arginine Plus. By the time he walked out of our office, we were 50-50 partners with him. And we said, hey, we'll drive all the traffic. You just make sure that you have enough product. Because we looked at his stuff, and we were like, dude, we'll change up the website. We'll do a few things. It's easy. Like, this right. one could be easy, and it gets tons of searches. gets tons of volume. And so what we so did— So the guy had no idea how to market, how to— No, like, but he was still doing about five to $700 a day. Incredible product. Yep. No marketing. Mm -hmm. Just goes to show you how important good sales and marketing yeah. is. Okay. In fact, you know, there's there was some multi-level marketing companies out there like Herbalife that sold yep. Nightworks, like 
uh, Synergy that sells up pro-arginine, and they were all based around this L-arginine, L-citrulline. And what we did is, all we did is just say, hey, we can go and get all of those people. And they're doing $100 million just on pro-arginine. So we're like, we'll get all of those people to buy L-arginine because it's half the price. Mm. So... We ended up teaming up with him, and like I said, he was doing about five to $700 a day. Within three or four weeks, we were doing over $3,000 a day. Oh, that's awesome. So we were just able to take advantage. We got the website up and running. We started driving traffic. We started doing a lot of pay-per-click. Well, one day, we looked up the domain name because domain names were getting really, really popular. Absolutely. And Google gave you, at the time exact match domain authority so if you bought the exact match domain you would immediately pop to the top on the search engine because it was exactly what somebody was looking for so we ended up looking for larginine.com and it was a guy who owned it over in he was over in the uk okay and what i did is i ended up contacting him and say hey how much for larginine.com he goes it's $35,000. $35,000. And I'm like, for the domain name? Are you kidding? He goes, no. What I, year is this? This is 2013. Okay. 2012. Okay. 2012. So, you know, we contacted him and we said, hey, we, you know, we want to buy this. And we negotiated and we ended up buying it for $25,000. And at the time we were like, you're like, what? What this am is I crazy. doing? This is nuts, Are you right? sure we should do this? Right. But we were like, hey, we rank number one. Yeah. It would be it would be worth it because it's free and we'd make back. It'd pay for it in a day, two days. Yeah, yeah. It pays it pays for itself. So we ended up buying it for twenty five grand and just about a month or two later, Google shuts off all pay per click. Uh. All pay per click and we're ranking number one. Oh my so gosh. The that's reason awesome. why they ranked it number one, uh, the reason why they cut off all the pay per click is because people were going after, you know, they were going after erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. They were going nitric oxide boost. You know, you know all this stuff, right? And big pharma's like, hey, they can't do that, yeah. so they shut them all off. And we happened to be ranking number one. We ended up doing about three to four, well, four to five million dollars a year. Eventually, it got to four to five million dollars a year just on Organic on LR search. and just on one single product. Wow. Supplement, and we were like, man, supplements is where it's at. Right. We need to do more of this. We ended and up, this is the first time that you're actually in the product game, right? Up until this we're point, in the product right? game. Up until this, you're just driving affiliate yeah, marketing. People, people are coming to us with a product and service or service and say, hey, can you drive traffic? We're like, of course, it'll cost you this much. We turn around and give it to our affiliate network and say, this is how much we'll pay you per lead or per sell. Okay, time out. We got to back, yeah. back way up. All right. <laughs> so first of all, how old are you? Um, so I'm about 28 at the time. Okay, you're 28 at that time. How did you get your start in business? Like, what what got you into being an entrepreneur, into being an affiliate marketer? Give me a little bit of your backstory, maybe where you grew up, kind of some things well, that led to so this. So we were we were born and raised on a farm. Okay, and where at? you know in Clearfield, Utah, just by awesome. Layton, Utah. We had a very strict father. What kind of farm? Um, so we had everything from chickens, um, horses, cows. How many how many uh, acres were you working we for were, someone we else? Were work, no, we were on my okay. on my dad. My dad was a big farmer here in Utah. He, he, at one time, he owned probably more farm land than most people. Really, that most anybody in Utah at the time. So you were on tractors. You were yeah doing... tractors. You know they were yeah everything to do with a big big farm. Very right? cool. That's similar how I grew up. My dad was a school teacher, but I was in a farm town. Where right? whereabouts? Up in eastern Washington. Oh, so eastern, eastern Washington is full of farm. Yep. Right. Like that. I mean, that's yep. where all your apples come from. Tons of potatoes, corn, all right. that stuff. Right. And so I I know exactly the lifestyle. So then in which my we grew my up. dad had a farm partner, and the farm partner did you know, ended up ripping my dad off. Several uh-huh. months. So that got shut down. And then my mom went to work and she worked at a, at, at a jewelry place, carding earrings. And then she became a salesperson and started selling jewelry at these shows. And this was when I was 15 years old, 16 years old. And my mom started going to work where my dad was just, you know, hauling hay for money, right? right. Going up to Malad, Idaho, bringing hay down and selling hay to farmers, Just you know, brokering what I mean? hay, brokering yeah. hay, basically. Yep. And so, um, my mom got so good at doing sales that that business started taking off really, really well. And my dad ended up going eventually with my mom, and they took over the business and bought the other partners. Oh wow! 
eventually. Farming to jewelry. To jewelry, and they wow. owned eight jewelry stores along wow. the Wasatch Front. Awesome. So, you know, they were piercing ears, selling, you know, uh, hair bows, clips, you know, and we saw, hey, that's actually a pretty good way to make money is own your own business. Right. And and my, you know, we were involved in the business the whole time. We were going to the stores, you and doing sidewalks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, our whole family was. We had how many, eight, how many kids? There's eight kids. Wow. Cool. And so we were we were um, working the business with our parents. And Jeff and I were third and fourth, so we mm-hmm. were right in the middle. Right. So we were like 16, 17, 18 years old at the time, and we were working the stores. Like yeah, we were yeah. helping deliver product, deliver stuff to the stores. And then we got that entrepreneurial spirit yeah. going, man, this is what we need to do. So Did then you go we, to school at all? No. <laughs> so we went on our missions, Okay. and we came back, and one of the stores was at... U, uh, University Mall here okay. in, in in Orem. Yep. And we were like, man, if we're going to go to school, let's go down here. Yes. Because there's a lot of girls, there's a lot of college age kids. So we ended up coming down and we actually went to, to UVU for a year. Nice. Jeff ended up getting married, but I, you know, I, anyway, I went and worked on a sales floor. And on this sales floor, they were giving us leads of people who attended a seminar. So what what uh, was this Prosper? Or this was yeah. So it was PMI before, and yeah. then we went to Prosper later. But nice. the story goes: I went to I went and worked there, and a guy was providing leads. I asked. I said, you know what? The guy who's making all the money is the guy producing the lead. So believe it or not, the lead provider came in, and I said, hey, you're making good money. I have a on the side. I do cars. I go up to the dealers dealer um, uh, and buy cars at this dealer uh, through the dealer auction you know and I said you need a car and he goes okay I'll I, I would like to buy a new Mercedes mm. so I took him to the auction and while we're there I'm like hey I don't want to be on the sales floor forever I want to learn how to produce leads and he goes you know what I don't know what I'm doing I would <laughs> love for you to come down and help so I ended up moving down to St. George and over a year or two period two year period I learned how to drive traffic Okay. Online. Who, so oh. you, you mentored under who? who uh, his teaching? name was Jeremy Johnson in okay. St. George, Utah. And so he ended up, uh, he, he didn't really know what he was doing either. I didn't know what we were doing. And we learned had to it just together. Figure, yeah, and we figured it out. And then we started driving all the traffic. And then I said, hey, I feel like I'm kind of at a ceiling here. I need to go out and do my own. Right. His was more like, hey, eBay and government grant. Uh, type traffic and offers. And I wanted to do everything from weight loss to insurance leads to right. uh, like all these other leads. So I came back up and we started uh, a company called bigpayout.com. And this is you and your brother? Me or? and my twin brother. I came up and I said, Jeff. What was he I doing figured, along the, the he same was, time? He was now on a sales floor. So okay. he was working for my parents running a lot of the, yep. he ran all eight jewelry stores. And I called him one day and I was on the sales floor and I was like, hey, how much money did you make this week? And he goes, well, I made about $1,600 for the month. And I'm like, I made $2,200 this week on the sales floor. He's like, where do I sign up? So he came down. So he went there. So really just been following. He's he's writing he's my kinda, coattails this whole time. You're yeah, leading. Yeah. He's following. All right. We'll I'm let a little him know. more aggressive than he is. So <laughs> let's just say that. But yeah, so... On that sales floor is where I asked and I learned how to drive traffic. And then we came and started producing traffic and leads for Prosper. Oh, wow. So Prosper became, went from selling, you know, doing 100 grand a, a week on their sales floor to over $1.5 million a week on their sales floor a year later. Because oh, we awesome. were all driving the traffic and the sales. So, so. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually interviewing Randy Garn later yeah. today. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask him if he knows the twins. Yeah. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Randy's awesome. Randy yeah. and Ethan were great guys to work with. Very very cool. So so you're doing this. You're and then you go and you figure out how to drive leads and then you go and you start your own your own yeah. business and you're feeding. Are you feeding like Prosper and all yeah, these other guys? Yeah, we're feeding we're feeding a lot of different sales floors because we can drive traffic. Right. Right. And coaching and mentoring were really big at the time. Right. So I we remember. were driving a lot of those those leads to those different sales floors. Very cool. Then we started getting into social media and mm-hmm. social media was hot. Mm-hmm. And we saw that it was coming on really hot. Mm-hmm. That people were like doing really well on social media if they knew how to do it. And organic organic. organic. This was all paid, right? This all was, organic. This was ama- I remember that run, man. That yeah. was that was a fun one. It was really good. So believe it or not, Jeff and I we went out to find the best social media guy. 
and we tried a whole bunch of groups, and then there was this one guy that came in and said, hey, I can do this. And when he started, within three weeks, he had done more than all the previous social media companies prior to. Wow. And we were like, what are you doing? Come. He was from Florida. We said, hey, come out and visit us. We flew him out, and we said, hey, we want to start a business around you because so many people want to increase their social media at the time. And so what we did is we hired the guy, and we started a company called iBoom Media that helps companies get really good on social media. Well, we asked him, what is it that you're doing? And he was using these tools to help people follow and unfollow. on <laughs> Just a bunch of black hat stuff. Yes, a lot of black hat. And we were like, but why doesn't the program do this, this, and this? And he's like, hey, if it could be done, it could be done. And we were like, no. So we ended up starting our own tool that helped people get really popular on Instagram. Mm. And all we did is apply the, that software that we developed. Right. We helped all of our ambassadors grow that way. And that's why we would go to an expo with Bucked Up and they go, where did you guys come from? And they didn't know. We were using the same strategy, the same right. strategy to grow other people's accounts. We, we have a saying. It's not how much... It's not what you say about your company. It's what everybody else says about your company. Right. So we weren't really interested in growing Bucked Up's account. We were just interested in growing all of these other people right. that talk about Bucked Up and their accounts. I think you're bringing up like a very important point for anyone that's looking at starting a business, a, a yep. you know, whatever, a, an entrepreneur that, that wants to go and grow. A lot of times people go out and the very first thing they do is focus on the product, right? And right. They, they want to make it perfect and they want to make it just, you know, and then they go and try offering it instead of focusing on like marketing and sales is really the driver of everything, right? Right. Like exactly. you can, re you can refine the product as, as you go, as you go. Yep. But unless you have the marketing and sales figured out, it doesn't matter. And I've mm -hmm. been trying to teach my son this. My, my son's a, a 14 year old. He just turned 15 bustling entrepreneur wants to go and build stuff and him and his buddy they want to do like a supplement and i'm like before you perfect the supplement figure out whether or not people even want, want the supplement that's right right like go and go and do this and they, it's just so hard for them to comprehend they're like no we need this like perfect tasting perfect everything yeah. and i'm just like no like there, it doesn't matter if there's well, no demand and 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 to be honest people don't realize that it has to fit in this box in right. a certain box we have people all the time coming and go, hey, I can make a totally way better product than Bucked Up. And we're like, yeah, but no one's going to buy it for $99. Right. You know, I could make a better product than right. Bucked Up. And, and, but it, it's not even feasible that somebody's going to spend the money to buy that. Yep. You know what I mean? So it has to fit in this box, which most people don't even realize. Mm -hmm. And we're just, through our experience, we know what we need to sell it for in order to market it, have margins to market, right. have money to be able to pay ambassadors a commission, give a discount on our product through our ambassadors. And so we had to make it work in this box. And you know, like, I can spend this much money to develop a great product. That's right. Right? And if it doesn't fit in there, then it's not It's not, it's feasible. not even feasible. Right. You know, and people are like, oh, I could do this. I'm like, no, you can't. I, I can make bucked up, but I can make it cheaper. I'm like, you won't have money to spend <laughs> right. to market it. Right. So you will be stuck just with product. And you know, that's a great question. So, you know, I go into a gas station, right? And uh -huh. I spend anywhere from on a good deal, two for four. On, yeah. a, on a bad deal, I'm spending three fifty for an energy That's drink, right? right? right. And, and so it's like, dude, there's got to be a ton of margin in this thing. These guys are crushing it. Like, yeah. walk us through, like, how much money are you really making on a drink well, that I buy for $3? Well, it, it, you know, the energy drink market is interesting because it's so wide and so big that you, people just want to get market space right. and market, you know, they just want to be part of that market because it's so big. Energy drinks, believe it or not, it can be cheap, but they can also be expensive. Like for us, we put real ingredients to help with energy and focus that we're spending a little bit more on those really trademarked, registered trademarked ingredients that make our drinks cost more than somebody else's, mm -hmm. you know, but it also costs a lot to ship. They're very heavy. We send out, um, you know, their pallets of about 160 cases per pallet and it weighs over to you know 2000 pounds Crazy. so it's over a ton right right and you can only ship so much on a you can ship about 11 pallets on right. a, on a on a on a truck but 
The thing is, is you then sell it to a distributor who sells it to a store who sells it to a customer. So there's money that has to be able to be made in each one of those. So like, for instance, if we make this can for 60 cents and we're selling it for a dollar 20 and then we have to ship it to them and get it to them. I mean, these cans eventually per drink costs us close to a dollar. So we're making about 20 to 30 cents a can on these drinks. Right. But you also have to participate in their promos. Right. If they go, hey, we want I mean, to We're talking offer 20 to 30 cents gross margin, right? Right. Hey, that's before margin. covering the overhead, right. before covering additional marketing, all these different things. But there's so many sold every single day. Yeah. Right? If you can sell millions and millions every day, why not? Right. You know what I mean? So, right. and, and it's just the market share that you're going after. You know, the, the issue you guys are up against is very similar. I have a buddy, his name is Xavier. He, uh, he uh, used to own, he's now sold completely out of the largest book uh, distributorship in in the nation. Right. And so, you know, the issue that he was up is like, these things weigh so much, right? Yeah. So he launched it. He was he was top of Amazon in 2001, right? He was right. when they first started doing the FBA or whatever yep. else. And, uh, and so what he ended up having to do, he actually built out a shipping network. Like it was, it was the like the Crazy. only way that he could make, make margin in how heavy these books are and everything. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's such a unique thing that the consumer just doesn't think about. Like this thing weighs so much. Yeah, but have to not get it just here. that is the energy drink space is so competitive. Oh yeah. Now you have to get brand awareness on your brand. Right. So now you have to go and sign, you know sign a guy for a million dollars to to represent you. So you have to get brand awareness. Like we're trying to get like a Morgan Wallen. We're trying to get like What's your largest affiliate deal that you've signed? So um or marketing deal like we're, that. We're 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 working with the Cavender twins, uh Bryce Hall, you know, just some influencers like a Logan Paul yeah, or yeah, a yeah. Jake Paul. You know, obviously they're doing well because they are very, very popular on social media. We're trying to do the same thing. Now we're trying to get out in front of everyone. We we ended up sponsoring and doing a big deal with BKFC. It's Bare Knuckle yes. Fighting Championship. Yeah. Is, we you, just, is it through Dan Caldwell, by the way, by chance? Uh, do Dan, you know Dan? I know him, Oh, yes. dude, I love Dan. Yeah. Me and him are good buds. Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. He's on my so, podcast, and yeah, oh, nice. I've known him for a few years. Yeah. yeah, so the BKFC guys, they had a big, huge social media guy fighting and we were like oh he's gonna get killed his name's bryce hall yeah and he's fighting g who g perez who was you know three and oh in bare knuckle and we're like he's a really good fighter i've gone and saw him fight and he's fighting bryce hall who is this big social media influencer like a logan paul yeah yeah and um we ended up sponsoring bkfc so we're all over the map and then we ended up sponsoring the fighter and bryce hall actually won and it, I mean, we got billions of eyeballs on our brand. That's amazing. Overnight, That's billions amazing. of eyeballs. And how much prior, did that deal cost you? Um, so the deal with BKFC over a million dollars. Over a million bucks. Over a million dollars to be the title sponsor. Now, how do you how do you measure the the ROI on that? Like that's the hard thing, right? It's all branding, brand awareness, or whatnot. Like it's it's coming down to velocity. So yep. the velocity of your drinks and everything. So we were already in Walmart, and now mm-hmm. our velocity has picked up because mm-hmm. we're seeing that that those energy drinkers, energy drink people, mm-hmm. they are watching BKFC, oh, yeah. WWE, USC. That's mm-hmm. why Monsters all over. Monsters prevents us from doing anything with like a UFC or a power right. slap. They don't want us anywhere around it, you know? So right. they prevent us from doing those. So BKFC just happened to be available and that was one that was starting to take off. Yeah. We did the deal with them. It was it was like a $1.5 million deal. Mm-hmm. We did the deal with Two weeks later, Conor McGregor shows up at the one of the fights to watch Eddie Alvarez oh, and man. Um, that's big time and Chad Mendez fight. And there was a bunch of UFC Luke Rockhold. They were all fighting, and Conor McGregor shows up, and it got another billion views, oh, billions my of views. Goodness, that's on it. So we just right time, right space, got lucky. You know, there's you know stars are aligning for us, so right. it's good. No, oh, that's that's amazing. So yeah, the, I mean, obviously, yeah, the margins aren't huge, but yeah. Billions of billion or millions of sales, everything like that. Yeah, we don't even think that we make money because we're doing these big initiatives and right. deals with these other things. We're not really making money on energy drinks until later, right? Yep. So you're just trying to get it out there and right. spend money in marketing and everything else. So then it takes off for you. So right now, I mean, obviously, company's doing well. You yep. have great trajectory. You're growing 100%. Like what, what motivates you and gets you out of bed every morning right now? Well, 
I think the biggest thing is that the industry is a really fun industry and I have a lot of passion for it. I think that's first and foremost. I mean, look, we've, when these PE firms came in, they were like, Hey, we need to keep the money in. And we're like, uh, uh, you're buying equity. Right. And we just happened to be in a good spot where we never took on debt. We had great EBITDA. So we said, Hey, when that money comes in, we're taking it off the table. And they're like, wait, you're going to take it all off the table. What are we going to tell the people who are fu- who are putting money into the fund? And we're like, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> so we ended up taking a lot off the table. That's for, awesome. For twenty percent, um, they came in for twenty percent, and we took a, a lot of money. A good, off the a good amount yeah. of money. Over fifty million. Yeah, so, oh, that's you know. So so um, we took a lot of money off the table. Right now, I mean, I could pretty much do anything someone else can do, but really, I want to see this grow. Right. I want to see it grow. I want to, I want to sell for billions of dollars. Right. Why not? Yeah. Right? You lo- love the story. You love the the passion, the drive. Yeah. Awesome. And it's fun. Like, I mean, you're dealing with, you know, fitness people. You're dealing with energy drinks. Yep. It's just a fun market. Yeah. You know. So. So tell me about like some of the culture that you create within the company. Like, what are what are some things that you feel that are like unique to Bucked Up as an organization? Well. Um, you know, we're more, we feel like we're more of a family. So I have a bunch of brothers and sisters that all work for us. Right. But it's more of a family type environment. We're very relatable. We're just regular people. You know, we're not like, Hey, we're these big top gurus. And we're like, no, we're just trying to figure this out as we go. And we're just trying our best, um, to make it happen. You know, and I think people, um, you know, like employees, we try to build a culture where, hey, look, everybody respects everybody. We're we're honest people. You know, we 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 just want everyone to be successful and happy, and that's what we try to do. Now, obviously, you know, it still comes down to, hey, I always want to get paid more. Everybody wants to get paid more, right? And so you try to do things that help them feel like they're part of the team. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. So you took some money off the table. What are some cool things that you bought with the money? Um, so Jeff and I did really, really well before. Yep. And so use, we've used that money to make investments. So even before, even when we were running our affiliate network, mm-hmm. we had four of us. We had me, my twin brother, my little brother Daniel that just got off his mission, and my brother-in-law that just married my my sister. Yeah. With four of us, we were doing over $20 million a year. It's amazing. And so just driving traffic with our affiliate network. Yeah. And we used a has offers for tracking and we knew how to track, but we made really good money before right. Bucked Up. Right. And then we got into social media. So Bucked we Up has really just been a passion project. Well, it's been a passion, but we definitely, we, we saw the potential of the growth right. in that type of industry. So. Yeah, yeah, You know, it's it's interesting. You uh, this, this type of story really uh, speaks to the principle of like, when when you aren't necessarily working for money, right? That you like, you identify something that you really like or yeah. whatnot, and you don't need the money, right? Right. It, the money chases you even faster. That's right. It, you know, I, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how the universe agree. works that way. Yeah. And you know, like now I'm like, hey, whatever happens, happens, right? Right. And you know, if if you continue to work hard, I I think we build a good work ethic you know, being born and raised on a farm, we aren't afraid of a little hard work. Right. You know what I mean? And so we were like, hey, we'll just outwork everybody. Right. And then just happens to be that opportunities get placed in front of you that you can either take and say, hey, it's just weird how the universe works. It says, hey, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Right. 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 So, you know, that's what we do is we, we just work really hard. And when opportunities place themselves before us, we can make a good decision on it. Right. So, and we feel like we we're on path or on the trajectory to be a really really big company. Awesome, awesome. So like, yeah. so you've had you've had this uh, you know initial exit with the private equity, and you're on an incredible trajectory. So like, what's next for Bucked Up? Where would you like to see it through? Are you are you going to be with Bucked Up ten years from now? Uh, what what are your what are your goals? You know, um, our goal is to build it. Um, you know, Jeff and I uh, kind of said two billion or bust. Nice. At this point, you know, so we, we just said, but, you know, if somebody comes to us and makes us an offer we can't refuse, then we, you know, obviously have to take it. But we're not in any hurry. We're not. Right. I mean, we both love what we do. And we're like, hey, this is a great business. We love it. Um, 
But but like I said, if an opportunity comes up that says somebody backs up the truck full yeah. of gold and drops it off, I let's I, go. You know let's why go. you can't take. So what are your, what are some of your passions outside of business? Well, we we enjoy. So we have a few helicopters. Nice. And we have a cabin, and we like razor riding, uh, side by side riding. Where's your cabin at? Uh, down by Bryce Canyon. Okay. So those are the things that we enjoy doing. Is all being together, like with our families, and how many going you into have a, kids? Yeah, both Jeff and I both have four. He has four daughters. I have two boys and two girls. Very cool. You know, but um, what ages? Yeah, so Jeff's run from 23 down to 12 and or 13, and then um, my kids are 14, 16, 20, 19, and 21. Very so, cool. Very cool. But yeah, we we enjoy doing stuff like that. Like uh, my my 21-year-old's getting his pilot's license for flying helicopters right now, and it's fun. Nice. It's just fun stuff. So when are you writing a book? I mean, you've been through a lot as an entrepreneur, a lot as a, you know. Believe it or not, I have my manuscript that was almost close to being finished. I was working with script.com. They f- went out of business oh, right no. when my, my manuscript that I was working with the author on. So I was working with a ghostwriter that yep. was doing it. And we were right about finished with the manuscript. And they said, hey, we're we're going out of business. So and did so you get the file at least? I got the file. That's so good. I'm looking do you have any insights on who to I, I, I have with? I have a few good ghostwriters that we could that we could talk well, about. Well, I, yeah. I I do, I want to talk to you cuz I'm pretty much finished with my manual. It's now figuring out how to get it published yeah, yeah and how yeah. to get it out there yeah. you know so yeah there's a, there's a handful actually I just uh, interviewed a guy named Richie Norton he's a he's a uh, a world-renowned author. He's written three best-selling books uh, through publishers. And wow, yeah. I mean, if you could help me get can, in the I right, because I'm kind of stuck. I'm yeah. just telling you, I've already written out the whole story of my kind of like this. You got it. You know, I've 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 gone through the path of when we're from start to where we want to see Bucked Up go. But another thing with Bucked Up, uh, there's so many possibilities with right. Bucked Up. Bucked up can cross over into different genres that other people can't. Like we're getting into the country, western, you know, uh, the hunting market, yeah, you know, fitness market, energy drinks. You know, we, we can appeal to everybody. So many different you know directions I mean? you can go. And we're 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 you know we could do our own retail stores. We could do our own bucked up fitness gyms. You know, there's so many things that we could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the sky's the limit. Awesome. Really. So, so let's let's call it ten years from now. You've mm-hmm. sold bucked up for two billion dollars, yeah. right? You're out of the day to day. You maybe have a little piece of equity or something, yeah. right? What are you going to be doing? Um, I, I, my wife says I can't sit still, so I'll probably take a break for two weeks, four weeks, maybe, maybe a month. Right. <laughs> but I already have a lot of other ideas yep. that I want to do. I have already some really great domain names. I have some really good plans for doing other businesses. And maybe even consulting with people a yeah. little bit, you know. But for the most part, I just want to enjoy life. I, 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 you know, my wife and I will probably serve a mission for our church, cool, and that type of thing. You know, a little so, mission president or little, something. Well, I don't know about mission president. But <laughs> no, maybe so. Um, do something like serve. You know, I I want to give back a lot now. You know, even go. Um, we had one really good experience where we went to um, Mexico for Christmas. And we basically built a whole house while we were there over Christmas break, and you know, not so tell, not build a whole house, but but help reorganize the house, build a bathroom onto the house, and do a lot of things that they needed. And it was just good. And all of my kids and other families that we went with went down. It was in Puerto Penasco. So give us some more background on that. So how long were you there? How did you get it set up? Uh, to- we were there for a week, and we did basically a full two days of work while we were there. And then we celebrated Christmas while we, while we were there. But, you know, it was a, a guy said, hey, there's these, this family that needs some assistance and help. They need a bathroom. You know, they were using an outhouse uh-huh. before, and yeah. we actually helped put in sink, running water, sink, everything, and got, it was a, it was a mess. Like it was a dump trailers full of stuff, but it was just crazy to see that they were living on dirt floors. I mean, we picked up a mattress and there's all these spiders under this mattress. And we were like, this is crazy that people actually live like, you know, my kids wide open eye, like, are they actually living in this place? But it was just, it's just a different 
life, you know? Such and, a good experience for your kids to be able to realize, yeah. like, what life is for other people, especially yeah. growing up in a privileged home and everything else, you and know? And we, we had two girls from Nepal live with us. Oh, wow. From Nepal. Yeah. Um, they're... they're Dads were guides that took people up to, to base camp yep. in Mount Everest and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just a completely different lifestyle outside of Utah. And what we've been, you know, what I've raised my kids with, they've right. been able to have whatever they want, but I would like to give back and see people and help them with business and help yeah. them, you know, the Nepali girls, I'm like, hey, so what do you do over there? Like, what could we do that could make money? Could I buy you a hundred chickens and you sell eggs? What what could you do? <laughs> right. And, their their mentality is just not designed. Right. They're like, well, we just my parents pay for everything. What are you talking about? And I'm like, wait, like, <laughs> they're just it's right. just a different way of thinking outside of being in a in a here in Utah and always wanting to figure out ways to make money. Right. Right. Know? Yeah. The uh, you know going and experiences in these third world experiences. So I I actually been in Nepal, we did a service project for 10 days over there. Oh, and did so you? I've been, been amongst You've those been people. You've been in Nepal, yeah. Yeah, and it's the poorest country in the Eastern Hemisphere. So poor. So poor. I, you know, I, I can't remember what, like, the average income there, but it's, like, nothing. Dirt floors, outhouses, yep. you know, this village that we were in had just only received electricity three years prior, and we hiked up to a village that had never seen white people. Yeah. You know, like... Crazy, right? I mean, just crazy stuff, but, like, it gives you such a, a, a unique set of, gra- like, perspective and gratitude for, like, what you have. Yeah. And and the fact that your kids have been able to experience that or even, you know, have these Nepalese uh, kids yeah. live with them. And they, they came for, uh, they, they went to American Heritage mm-hmm. and they just needed someplace. They, they weren't Mormon, but this is like a very religious school, American mm-hmm. Heritage by the, uh, uh-huh. the Tibinogos Temple up here. But they, they, had, they knew nothing about, you know, like the Book of Mormon, Jesus, Religion. nothing really, yeah, yeah. period. Right. And so when they came here, you know, they needed a place to live, and we offered our home for them to live in, and that's essentially what happened. I yeah. mean, and they got to experience it during their whole high school career. You know, you know, you speak of like giving back and serving and whatnot, and like I, I think the secret sauce to that for for people that haven't been able to participate in a lot of that, like. It's, it's one of the most selfish things you can do. You don't even realize, like, but but for at least for me, like when I go and I'm charitable and I serve and whatnot, it's yeah. like it's the best feeling it is. in the world. And and it's like, man, I feel so selfish because like I I feel like I'm getting more out of this yeah. than the, than the people that I'm serving, the people that I'm giving to. But it's it's the cool. I think it's a, the ultimate life hack if you can figure out how to serve, how to give back, because it's like this continuous just. Cycle, so, they circle. just circle yep. that everybody served in it, and it's it's remarkable. I, I 100% agree. I think giving back is where eventually it all happens, you know, where where life is really rewarding. Uh, you, you feel a sense of accomplishment, but I like to build a company, have the money to be able to go and do these things right. that I can give back, and right? Do. So it's been great, yeah. I mean, that's the power of money, right? Like that it gives you the leverage to be able to go and do incredible things, and it yeah. enhances who you really are, yeah. So appreciate yeah. that. So, um, last couple questions, sure. So Someone, someone that's young, they're thinking about going and starting the first thing. They haven't taken the leap, or maybe to young Ryan, what advice do you I, give to I, that person? Honestly, I'd say go out and get experience. I mean, people. It's very rare that there's going to be these people who overnight become an overnight sensation. But I'm telling you, with Bucked Up, it was all those experiences of the affiliate marketing, driving traffic. Um, you know, uh, L Arginine, deer antler spray all led up to bucked up and what it is today. Right. All those experiences, they were all stepping stones to get where I am today. So my advice to them is say, hey, don't be in a hurry. Right. Go out and get the experience. Go and learn from somebody, have a mentor, somebody that can actually guide you through the do's and do not do's, you know, and don't of, of business. And that's what I'd say. Yeah, and uh, so. my the the thing the term I love to use my audience has heard me use it a million times is aggressively patient, right? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. You're like you're you're in the moment. Get as much as you possibly can, but be patient. Don't be yeah. like such a hurry to go and start the business. Don't be like uh, like oh I'm I'm falling behind. I I actually had a really close friend that was doing really really well selling taxes, and he was crushing it. I mean he was he was. 
he was going to make a couple hundred grand a year. And he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. I'm like, no, not yet. He ended up doing it on his own and met and felt. Mm. And, and he ended up getting into addiction and everything else because he went through this really hard. If he would have just been aggressively patient, the time would have come where he had everything dialed in instead of having to really struggle and battle and then eventually fail at the business. But, you know, businesses fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to your point, like, everybody has a different timeline, too. Right, like that's right. Your your definition of success is completely different than mine, and my pathway is going to be completely different. Like, do not compare yourself against anybody else. Right, right. Like, live your path, take the proper actions, be aggressively patient, yep. and doors will open if you're looking for it. Yeah. Right, and, you know. And there's several times where I've I, I've been asked to make investments in things, and I'm like looking back, I'm like. Dang, I should have done that investment. And and now I'm going, you know what? It's all perspective. Maybe I wasn't ready for that. Right. What maybe I wasn't ready to go down that path at right. that moment in that time. And so it's just perspective and how you look at it. Yeah, so absolutely. But it's been it's been a heck of a ride. So well, thank you for sharing for uh, with us your experiences. So last couple things, maybe some best practices that you do in your personal life, uh, best books, you know, some some along those lines. So I do believe in balance. So I do believe in setting goals physically, spiritually, and mentally or emotionally or whatever. So um, I do believe in having a balanced life. I don't believe in being fanatical one way or the other. Um, and how do how do you go about that? Well, I, I think it's coming up with the goals and then just keeping those in mind. And then the other one is always staying positive. Um, there's books out there all about positivity. My wife, it was funny, my wife read a book about, all about being positive in life and everything. And next thing you know, we got positivity stickers all over our, <laughs> our mirrors that we have to repeat yeah. seven times. You know, Love. I am enthusiastic and successful. Little affirmations. Little yeah. affirmations. Yeah. All about being positive, and I'm telling you, positivity goes a long, 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 long ways. Couldn't agree so, more. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I appreciate your time today. Where is the best place to follow you on social or um, learn up, a little bit more about you? Bucked up CEO okay. um, on Instagram, you know, um, you know, uh, TikTok, those types of things, and then also. Um, you can go to buckedup.com and read all about our story and everything else. Awesome. Very good. And just so you guys know, even though I have a drink out here, I'm not getting paid by Bucked Up to, to be able to promote this. I just I think it's a, a phenomenal a phenomenal drink, phenomenal story, phenomenal business. Appreciate you so much uh, for your time today. Thanks for all your support, and thanks for having me on. All right. Until next time.